This is Leave Your Mark. I'm Vince Cortez, and today's guest is Tanner Dudester, founder and CEO of Elite CEOs. He has generated over eight figures in the online coaching world. After discovering powerful, repeatable strategies, Tanner's success went on to disrupt the coaching industry forever. He began business coaching others with these same strategies, paving the way for simplicity and traditional complex arena. Tanner's businesses organically evolved into the coaching empire we know today is elite CEOs. Tanner, thank you for being my guest here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you having me. Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it. It's Cortez, if freezing shop is in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Beans Cortez. Well, the exciting part for me is is, is that you, you just turned 30 years old and you, you established yourself as a force on the internet as a coach. And this is all just through uh, sweat and just learning how to do your trade like nobody's business. And it's, it's a credit to you and what you're doing. So what I want to do is talk about that success. But in a minute, let's just go and find out who you are and where you're from. So uh, you're born in Sandy, Utah and raised in Houston, Texas. Right. Yeah. Mom, Kim, mother of seven kids. Dad's Sean, insurance man and a teacher. Uh, you got siblings. You have four younger sisters and two brothers. You got Benson, Gentry, Alicia, Corinne, and Kendra, and Tanner. Okay. This is quite a, an environment for a start. Uh, it's seven kids in the house. That's a lot of people. So you said you're raised in middle America in Houston, Texas. So what began to take root in your teenage years? Yeah. Uh, well, just like I was mentioning earlier, we grew up in pretty, you know, conservative household, wasn't a ton to go around. Uh, my dad was always a really hard worker and uh, he kind of paved the way for that. He was always of the mindset, hey, we don't owe you anything. You kind of need to pave your own way. Um, so as a young kid, I started, I got bullied on quite a bit just because my older sisters uh, were playing like dress up and tea parties with me. And I didn't really have an older brother to kind of, you know, like, grab me by the shoulder and maybe play sports with me. So started working out around the age of 12 ish. And uh, that was so I could beat kids up. I, I remember telling my parents I wanted to beat them up. So they stopped making fun of me. And uh, I started putting on a lot of muscle. I, I was also going through puberty. And so about, you know, two, three months later, uh, I started getting a lot of respect. And that was the first time I really felt like people saw me. And I really started to excel at sports after and so I was like, hey, this really feels good. I'm going to take this really seriously. So I did that for about uh, the next, you know, 10 years or so. That was really my life. And I always had dreams to play in the NFL. And um, I did that until I got multiple injuries. And I also probably wasn't good enough, just being quite honest. And that's when my, I met my mentor and he convinced me to drop out of school. And he told me I could do, you know, great things in business and struggled for a few years, didn't make any money. And then you know, the rest is kind of history after that. So now you're a committed athlete with yeah. the uh, workout and the football. So you're at Friendswood High School, the Mustangs, yeah. and you're participating in football and basketball and weightlifting. So yeah. after graduation, you said you went to BYU, uh, yeah. Brigham Young. And so 
when you go up there, you're obviously a pretty good size since you've been lifting weights for a while. What position were you playing and and what academics were you going to planning on taking up? Yeah. So I was actually playing linebacker. Um, that's what I played all through high school. I loved it. And then I was also studying petroleum engineering. So the reason I did that is uh, I just wanted to make as I, I told myself, I was like, I want the degree that makes the most money in four years. <laughs> and that's <laughs> pretty much what it is. So that I guess that kind of I already had that kind of money mindset um, when I went into business. So this is good. So then you meet David Fry. You decide you're not going to stay at BYU. You're thinking about transferring. And, and David Fry comes in. What kind of influence does he play on you at this point in your life? Yeah, he was like a second father to me. Um, he he really just was looking out kind of for my well-being. He's good friends with my dad. And he was trying to help me on a personal level. And so he was like, hey, look, like if you do these things for me, I'll kind of show you how to build a business. Um, and I, I, you know, expressed to him, Hey, like, I want to make a lot of money. I just don't know what to do. Like, I really hate school. And he basically told me, he said, Hey man, there's a lot of ways to make money outside of school, a lot of better ways. And so he convinced me to drop out when everyone else thought I was an idiot, including myself. I mean, I wasn't even sure if I should drop out and uh, it changed everything for me. Um, completely changed my life. So he's like a second father to me. I still talk to him to this day and, um, good friend you know that's that's huge that's very pivotal looking back at where you currently stand so what stood out most about him just besides saying that there's many different ways to make money that really made you trust that what he was going to advise you from there forward was was going to be good for you yeah so i think at first he was very good friends with my dad and uh they met and they met in the they go to the same church and my family went to the same church and so i think there was just like a lot of trust there um, he also was pretty well known in the industry. He's, you know, connected to Russell Brunson uh, a little bit because his wife is one of Russell's cousins. And so he was in the ClickFunnels world and a lot of people seemed to know who he was. So I had confidence and he didn't really have any incentive to lie. Um, you know, if it didn't work out, obviously, like my parents would be, you know, probably upset. And so I kind of felt like there was, you know, hey, he's offering me these things. He's saying these things. He's good friends with my dad. He's connected to ClickFunnels Russell Brunson. I didn't really see a huge risk. Mm -hmm. And um, he was living the life I wanted to at the time. You know, he was like, yeah, I do. I work from home. I kind of work when I want. Like, I make a lot of money. And I was like, cool. Like, show me no how to do more. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and I, I always had worked really hard. And I think most people, they say that, but they don't. And I told him, I said, hey, man, if you show me what to do, I promise I'll do anything you tell me. Like, I'll lick the floor if you tell me it'll work. And he didn't believe me at the time, but you know, obviously I did do that and it worked out. And so, you know, to this day, um, I'm really grateful for him because without him, I want to be where I am. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that, I like that. Now, um, you're often and running in the real world. What did you decide to do first? Was the internet and, and what was going on in that arena, the e-commerce set, or did you work in a brick and mortar world for a pinch? Yeah, no. So I actually started uh, doing fitness, online fitness coaching. That's where I started. Um, is that, and that was the question you're asking, right? Like what? I Yeah. Yeah. On. So yeah. was you, were you like using the YouTube thing and showing workouts and that kind of thing? Or uh, how, how were you doing it online? Yeah. So he, he actually took me through and I built an entire program. Uh, it was called the rapid muscle system and it's $47. And I started trying to sell it and I was selling it, but you know, when you're selling something that cheap, you have to sell so much volume uh -huh. and I wasn't doing YouTube. I wasn't really big on social media per se. I didn't have money to run ads. And so I thought I just put a link out and people would buy it, which was naive. 
Um, but I learned a ton. I learned a ton. It was almost like a PhD in business by the time I was done. And then uh, when I started actually making money, it was a high ticket program. So they just said, Hey, instead of selling, you know, for $47 charge 1500 or 2000. And as soon as I did that, I made like $10,000 in a week. And then it just changed my entire oh, yeah. life. Because oh, yeah, it's, that... it's just easier. It was, it, it's like less clients, they pay more, it's less work. It's just easier to scale. Now, did that your rapid muscle system, what did it tie in or did it was just a new product that was high ticket? Yeah. It, I mean, it did. Uh, but the difference with, that program is it was low ticket. So I didn't really talk to people. I didn't really do anything. It was just buy this and go through it. Um, with the high price stuff, you you have to give more attention, right? More fulfillment. So the biggest difference was just that I was now communicating with the clients and talking to them versus with the low price stuff, they would buy it. And that was about it. I want to talk to anyone. You wouldn't say them or anything. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Okay, so now you're involved here and you're talking to your clients face to face. So relationships have driven. What motivates you moving forward with a you, you basically have a more intimate business for sure. Yeah, like just in terms of like continuing to make money and grow it. Well, I like your relationship driven. So and and you're very conscious of delivering what you say you're going to deliver. So that level of your integrity shines through. uh, And so uh, you're you're in a position here now, you see what works. And this guy set you off in the right direction, you're high ticket. So what what began to motivate you went back to the money driven part? Or uh, was it a combination of both seeing these people succeed and what it was you were sharing? I think there's always upside to seeing people do well. And obviously I don't want to take people's money and they hate me and they dislike me and they tell people I'm terrible. I mean, obviously, but I think the reality is at the time I was very money driven. I was very much um, sick of being broke and poor for lack of a better word. I was tired of not being able to pay for things and always money crunching. And I was so afraid I was going to go back to that, that I was running as fast as I could away from it. And so I was, I mean, I was working 16, 18 hours a day, every day. So you um, all in. I didn't care. Yeah. Like I didn't care about friends. I didn't care about family. Not at, like at the time, don't get, I love my family, but like, I was like, I'm not <laughs> right. going no, to my, my friends. I'm not going to date. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to talk to girls. And, um, that was my life for years. Um, and then even when I started, like, let's say going out a little bit, it was like very modestly, like a dinner here, a two hour dinner there maybe I would like text someone, but that was it. It was, it was very uh, modest and I'm glad I did it because it, you know, changed my life. It got everything off the ground. It was well worth it. Now, how long does that go on before you turn into elite CEOs? Yeah. So I did, that's the crazy part. So the first two years I make $2,000 in two years. I mean, it's terrible. And I was so unmotivated because I would go work you know, for six to eight hours a day at a job. And then I come home and work for another five to six hours or longer. And I'm still training and working out on top of that. And I wasn't making any money. And I was, it was very discouraging because I had been successful pretty much. It felt like at everything I'd ever done, you know, sports, uh, dating, uh, school. And when I was just about to quit, I called my mentor about six times 
And I was like, every time it was over two years, I'd call him about six times. So every like three, four five months, I'd call him. I was like, man, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go back to school. This isn't working. Like I've tried to do everything you've asked me to do. It's not working. He's like, dude, just like, don't quit. It's like, you can do it. You're going to figure it out. Like, don't quit. And, um, that's when I saw an ad on Facebook and it was how to build an online fitness business. And I clicked on it, paid him everything I had. And, um, they just taught me about high ticket coaching, which for people listening, it's just, you know, two higher price programs, two, $3,000. And I made 10 grand in a week. And then it just took off like a ship. And I made a million bucks in less than a year. And then because of my success, um, a lot of trainers started seeing what I was doing. They're like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, how are you making so much money? And so I started helping trainers and then that took off like a rocket ship. And then more people started asking for help. And that's how Elite CEOs was born. I never planned on being a business consultant. I hated them. Um, in fact, part of the reason I became a business consultant is there were so many people asking me for help because they're like, dude, I've paid these consultants to help me and they suck. And like, I'm seeing you do so well. Like, can you help me? And I was like, nah, like, dude, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Like, that's not my thing. But so many people finally asked, I just saw the opportunity and that's, that's how it happened. And, you know, I, I try to, I teach everyone the things I did. Um, and I try to help people because it's frustrating. It was, I was super frustrated because I felt like I was getting all these mentors and coaches and most of them weren't good. Um, and you know, it, it's in hindsight, like it, I, it, I have a more, a better appreciation because, you know, it's easy to point and judge at someone when you're not there. And then you get there and you're like, ah, like that's what they were doing and this, <laughs> but, um, that's how it was born. Long story short. Yeah. Yeah. Let me do, I want to step back. So, sure. um, when you were saying whose course was it that you did for the high ticket that it worked right away? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was actually Sterling Griffin. He's not in the industry anymore. Okay. Uh, but he was probably one of the first people uh, who did it. And uh, it was like, his program was called like Wealthy Coach Academy or something. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't go through any of the course, ironically. Like, I didn't really go through the course. What happened is I came in and then I started, like, I was watching the, a couple of videos. I was like, okay, like, this is taking too long. Like, I don't want to watch this because it was some of it was mindset stuff, which isn't bad, but I'm just a very like straight shoot guy. Right. So I just said, what do I do? He's like, look, message people, get them on a call, close. I was like, all right. And I started messaging like crazy. And I started getting all these people in closing. And, um, I remember I was super excited. So a lot of people thought I was annoying, but I just have been broke and trying for so long that I was like, oh my gosh, I made a sale. Oh my gosh, I made another uh -huh. sale. Oh my gosh, I made another sale. And yeah. it was like, my bank account was going up and up and up. And up. The man, I'm switched. Yeah, and I, I felt like a, I mean, I felt like a billionaire at the time. Like, I just thought I was the hottest shit on the block. But you also had discovered by, it's like, what's crazy is, is the most important thing on the internet is defining your your niche, who, who you're right. going to serve. Sure. But the next most important thing after that is taking action and, and executing okay. what it is you want to do. And what's funny is, a lot of the technology clouds people that at the end of the day, it's a human being on the other side of the technology you're talking to. So that part never changed. But it, it's it's really exciting when you see somebody like yourself that's full of fire and you just take initiative and this is the type of things that happen. So now, uh, I mean, your numbers are staggering uh, as far as the, the, the click funnels and you've got... Uh, six-digit funnels. You're going on seven-digit funnels now. You're these two comma awards. You got like probably in the dozens by the time we're doing this because you're adding them up. So 
you got to the next level. Now you're perceived as one of the, the top experts in your field. So you're, you mentioned the next level. So what do you see moving forward as far as how you want to develop elite CEOs and beyond? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. So the first thing is we're going to, I'm going to be transitioning out as the face. I'll still advise. I'll still know what's going on, but I think that's an important step. Um, I think it's an important thing for an entrepreneur to learn how to build a company and be able to step out and still have it thrive. Um, so that's number one. Number two is I, I definitely want to add in uh, a Spanish division. I think there's such a huge market for Spanish speakers, especially I'm in Miami. I see it all the time. And so I think that'll double or triple our revenue alone just because there's such a massive market. And then we've also added um, kind of companies inside the company. So for lack of a better example, this probably isn't a great example, but Amazon kind of has done that where they kind of had this, you know, Amazon's up here and then they have companies and teams. Yeah. And so we have uh, a division now called Elite Closers, which is a sales placement and training company. We have Elite Ads, which is our ad agency. We have uh, what's called Elite 360, which is our tech division. Um, and so, and then I have a couple portfolios. So that's been cool because they're separate teams, but it's all under the same umbrella and we all kind of work together synergistically. Um, but everyone's separate, right? You want to make sure the teams are separate. You don't want people double dipping. Right. And so it's really helped us scale. And I'm really in a position now where it used to be, I would come up with all the ideas. I would have to do kind of like everything. And now I have really great people on my team. Um, and they're proactive and they're problem oriented. And that's, uh, that's really when you can start doing big numbers and really cool things because it's not you anymore. It's the team. And, uh, it took me a long time to get here. Obviously, uh, it took me, you know, five years to really build a team this good. Uh, but it's totally worth it. And I get why most people don't get here because it was hard. It, I mean, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Obviously. Well, the thing that's not spoken often is, is that you actually have to carry more than a single skill set or two or three. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't played athletics in my youth. I can't help but ask. You reference it as team. Um, I'm assuming going to BYU, you were the high school team captain. So that leadership role, how much of your athletics and the fundamental approach of preparation for the sport rolls over into what you're currently doing? I think a lot. Um I, I actually have said to my dad and my mentor, I said, you know what? I wish I didn't play sports because I would have started my business at 18 and I would have had seven more years of a head start, right? And they always say to me, they say, you know what? Like you probably wouldn't be the way you are because sports taught me a ton of things about discipline, adversity, perseverance. Um, a lot of people I see in business, um, it's interesting, but it's almost like they think it's going to be easy or they think like it's going to go perfect. And so for sports, I mean, especially as you get in higher levels of competition, it's very competitive and coaches do not care. I mean, it, they do not care how you feel at all. It's, it's for them, they have to win. And so they're going to put the best players in and the best players play. And if you get hurt, it's kind of next man up. And so I think that really helped me in business because I just got to the point where I told myself, I said, I will do whatever it takes or I'll be homeless. And some people say that, you know, they'll say that and it sounds nice, but I genuinely got to a point where I would have done anything within, you know, legality, uh, the lines of legal, but mm -hmm. I was, I was willing to do anything. Um, and I just, it's just, you get to a point in your life where you've kind of had enough. Uh -huh. And for me, that point was around that, you know, I was turning 25 mark. And as soon as that happened, 
I started making tons and tons of money and I think I could have made money sooner, but I told myself I was ready to, you know, be successful and do well. But I was like, I wasn't really there. Like people are like, Oh, you're young. You'll figure it out. But then at 25, something kind of switched and I just felt old. I, I, felt like <laughs> I just felt like, Oh my gosh, like I'm 25. If I don't start getting my shit together, I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to find a girl. <laughs> I'm not going to have friends. Like it just felt like that inner voice was getting loud. Yeah. And, and then things just kind of started taking off from there. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not to the dirty South straight, make a left and body body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Well, I mean, and also, too, it's kind of like the, the teacher appears when the student is ready. And, right. you know, it sounds like that threshold of you just saying you just had enough arrived. So now kind of getting leaning back into that, your elite CEOs. At this next level, you see the vision of what's going. What are you doing personally as far as sharpening your own skills and keeping up with how this internet continues to change rapidly? Yeah, so a lot of my time now, instead of like being quote unquote inside the business, um, is definitely like talking to higher uh, level people, more affluent people. Uh, recently, I've had probably 20 conversations with individuals that have sold for as high as two and a half billion dollars, uh, have valuations at $4 billion. I've talked, you know, hundred million, 250 million crazy levels. And, um, so part of that has been like, obviously continuing to learn and the higher level people you surround yourself with, it rubs off on you. Mm -hmm. Um, but seeing what other ways I can push the business, because there's been times where I have, I want to, I don't know if limiting belief is the right word, but I just say, oh, this is how big the business can get. And it's super big. And we're one of the top businesses. And that's how it is. And then someone will come in and say, oh, well, like we're doing cold outbound and we're doing these numbers. Or someone will say, oh, we um, pivoted this way. And this is what we do now. And I'm like, wow. Like, and it's kind of mind blowing because it's like the four minute mile, I feel. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Like this is the fastest a human can run. And then someone beats it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, OK, so maybe that isn't how it is. So I think um, that's a, where a lot of my time is spent now is learning new strategies, thinking of different ways to develop the company. And then also just when I see bigger things happening, it's good for me and my team, because then it helps me not limit the growth of my company where I'm like, oh, this is you know where we are. And this is like how big we can get versus like my mind continues to expand when I meet people who are just doing astronomical numbers or way farther ahead than me. And so I, I spend a lot of time trying to think of ways to help move the company forward, but it's more of the creative thinking and then uh -huh. making sure my team executes versus me actually doing the execution, if that makes sense. Yes. Now you've made quite a bit of strides then in this five years, and then you're, you're talking to these upper level people. Now you, you, you understand how to make money. So making money part of it is, is almost like a statistics. I had, you know, 15 tackles in a game, a fumble recovery, and a, a two sacks, you know, so they turn out to be just numbers. Are you finding yourself now leaning in towards these people who have more experience or higher levels of business? Are they holding different value than just numbers to you as far as maybe finance or how big you can get? Is there other things that you're pulling from them that you see it making you a bigger thinker? Yeah, I mean... I, I definitely agree with the sense of, I mean, once you want the, like the most wealthy people typically 
you know, I'm going to say typically because there's always anomalies. But once you, I mean, you can't really spend more max, even if you try like one to 2 million a year. Like if you went out to dinner every single night and you bought all designer clothes and shoes and you had the nicest cars, spending $2 million a year is hard. It really is. And so what I've seen is like, it, it gets to the point where it's not about the money anymore. It's about the growth. And so for me, I think the difference and what I see is if I wanted to, let's say, create a billion dollar company, which like I would like to, it's like, what type of person do you have to become to do that? And it's like, you have to become a better leader. You have to have better ideas. You have to be more creative. You have to be able to manage teams. Like you have to think bigger, right? And so that's what I mostly enjoy. And that's what I take away from a lot of these people is it's the love of the game. It's the love of business that drives them because there, there's probably a few people who are super money hungry, but it really just gets to a point. It just does not matter. It really doesn't. Your happiness and, um, comes from somewhere else. Yeah. And and like when I see Elon Musk, like whether you like him or not, I just can't imagine the guy's motivated by money. He, he just can't be because like there's no reason to keep pushing. He's achieved everything, like everything. And he still is so driven. Um, and so that's kind of where I pull my drive from now. My, and what makes me happy is I really love growth. I'm a very type A, like growth driven person. And so for me, it's like, people are like, why do you got to keep pushing? Like, why do you keep talking to these people? Or like, you know, why are, why are these individuals who are, you know, worth nine figures, 10 figures pushing? And I think that's the real reason. Um, and, and it's your part. comfort zone too. That's your, your Tanner yeah. being Tanner in that, in Here. that energy level. So that's to be admired. Um, at this point, being in business for yourself, you get big titles, entrepreneur, uh, a millionaire, uh, you're expert in your field. Um, what are your biggest surprises at this point from what you've decided to do? Yeah. Biggest surprises. I think, I think sometimes, uh, being a growth driven person, it, it's kind of the you're never satisfied type feeling. And so sometimes no matter how much we make or how good we're doing, I'm like, I want more, I want more, I want more, which I think is part of why I've been successful. But uh, going back to your question, I just think sometimes I'm a little bit amazed at like how big the company has become. Cause I started all by myself. I was a one man show. And now we have, you know, 90 to a hundred people. Uh, that's what um, I wanted to ask. You have a hundred people working for yeah, you like I, by yourself. Yeah, about in a, six, in a sixty month window. I mean, that's the length of time we finance cars yeah. for. Yeah, so yeah, that's and exciting. Just, yeah, and and then I just you know having other divisions, and we have people who are the CEOs now. We have operators, and it, it's it's fun when you can build something that ultimately like everyone's going the same direction, and you're also able to help other people. So like one of the the things I really enjoy is both of my brothers work for me, and both of them work really hard, and both of them make way more money working with me than they ever would have going to college or like doing something else. And so they earn it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I never like say, Oh, I gifted you. They earned it. But I think it's the fact that I've been able to make an opportunity to do things like that. And that's cool as well, because that's you can feel really good. Yeah. You can create something that actually helps other people's lives versus it's just yours. And in the beginning, I was very selfish. Um, I probably still am to a degree and I'm always trying to improve, but it definitely becomes more about other people um, because once you have kind of enough money, um, you're able to kind of do that and you don't have to make every last cent of profit and keep every last dollar. Like you can give people more and you can give them more upside. And it's a yeah. good feeling because that feels they appreciate good. it a lot. All right. So you have the ability to do this. If you were to purchase a billboard, what would you put on it? 
Oh man, that is a great question. Uh, for bit, I'm assuming for business, right? Like some type of business. Thing. I just, I, I think you could make this whatever you'd like, you uh, personal man. or professional, however you want to do it. You know, that's that's a very interesting question. Um, I, ha I haven't thought of that, but probably just because you put me on the spot. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing I'm trying to do now is grow my personal brand. So if I could put something on a billboard that would stand there, um, I'd probably just like put something to my YouTube or like put something to one of my socials. Uh, okay. Because one of the things I've seen and I've noticed more is I really uh, did think personal branding or like social media influencing was really stupid. Um, I still do sometimes, but <laughs> I thought... You know, like you've seen like Conor McGregor and Kylie Jenner and Dwayne Johnson and Mr. Beast and the Paul brothers. And you're seeing how basically they can go and sell anything and it blows up. And that has come strictly from building a massive loyal following. And so I think in the next 10 years, you're going to see people who don't take it more seriously are going to get left behind. And all these entrepreneurs and business owners who really start trying to build a brand are going to have a huge edge in any business they build because you know, they just buy whatever you put out. Mr. Beast is a great example mm -hmm. and he's killing it. And the guy's basically a billionaire and he's 24. His company has been valued over a billion dollars. And uh, so that's probably what I put um, just because that's where my mind is right now. If you have a story to share, tell us, how are you going to leave your mark? Your mark. Contact us, leave your mark with our host, Vince Cortez, be our guest. All right. Well, we've arrived at that point in the <laughs> interview. So how would you like to leave your mark? Yeah, my my mark is hopefully, you know, I'll be remembered as someone who, you know, tried to help others and, and did his best. And I think ultimately, when I've thought about when I'm 85, if I was about to die, hopefully I get to like 80, 85. That's my goal. Uh, if I live long, <laughs> but I, I hope I can look back and just say that I did the best I could do. Because I think a lot of people live kind of their life in fear of and what ifs and they never take chances and i think if you do your very best no matter whether you end up here you end up there that's the best feeling in the world so hopefully i kind of leave the impact that i helped a lot of people and that people remember me as the guy who lived his life to the fullest because you know whether you know god gave you one talent or five or ten as long as you maximize that yeah. i think that's the best feeling in the world um and so far in my life i feel like i've really done that and that's why i continue to push because I always worry, like, am I doing enough? And that's what I hope I kind of leave my mark on. I think you're doing a damn good job. <laughs> you're off to one hell of a start. That's for sure. Thank so, you. Uh, Tanner, this has been a, a joy listening to you. You're a true student of what it is you do. And uh, I'm sure that the people that work with you feel that confidence coming through. So uh, I'm sure that you have quite a loyal following as well. And I want to thank you for again for coming by today. I know you're a busy man. So uh, we're going to we're going to give you here the opportunity. What were your URLs and uh, social media connects you like for us to um, share with the audience? Sure. Yeah. So I, I think the best one would be YouTube. I'm really trying to up my YouTube game. And so you just type in Tanner Chittister and they'll pop right up. There's not a lot of people with my last name. It's kind of funky. And um, that'd be the best place. That'd be the best place to connect. Is and then um, what the elite CEO's website also. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, still my main company, EliteCEOs.com. So, you know, if anyone listened to this and, you know, they need help building their online business or their, their personal trainer and that resonated, that's, that's always a good place to go. And I believe you're an author too. Are you not? Yeah. yeah I, I made a, I, or I wrote a one book. It's called infinite income and it 
just kind of goes through my journey in deep more detail and what I did to get here. And um, I wrote it with the intention just to kind of give people a no BS, like straight path um, on what I did. Cause a lot of books I've read, I'm like, man, just, just give me the juice. Like I don't need kind of short and sweet and to the point. And that was the intention of it. Excellent. Okay. That was fantastic. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.